Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. And this is Forward Farming. Hey guys. That was aggressive. Welcome back to Forward Farming. <laughs> Just really excited to be here today. <laughs> I am super excited for today's episode. We have a very special guest joining us today. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is not starting well. <laughs> we have Tessa joining us today. We've <laughs> embarrassed her already. So, Tessa, <laughs> we uh, hyped you up Hi. a little bit uh, last last week's episode. So. Why don't you go ahead and give the listeners a quick little introduction of who you are, why you're here, <laughs> and uh, why we chose you after our cheese episode. All right. So my name is Tessa. Um, you guys kind of put me in the hot spot for last week's episode. I know that hopefully there's a lot of questions that I can answer, I hope. Um, but me and my husband, Devin, are the herdsmen and sales managers over at Ludwig Farmstead Creamery and Ludwig Farms in Fithian, Illinois. So we take care of all of the cows here. We raise primarily show animals, and then we make all of our cheese um, right here on the farm. So we just pump the milk over right about 250 feet over to the creamery and we make cheese. Um, but other than that, I think that's pretty much it about me. That's all I have going on. So where did you say you're from in Illinois? We are in Fithian, Illinois. So we're right between Champaign and Danville, but originally I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. So I went to the U of I, majored in animal sciences. And then I met Devin when I used to bartend in downtown Champaign. And then I just never left. That is the best of us. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so now that we have the little introduction out of the way, we'll get we'll get more into you a little bit later, Tessa. But uh, let's start with some highs and lows. Becca, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Do you want the high or the low? Let's do the low. Okay. Um, well, yesterday was not great for me. Uh, we had a little scare. Um, but. Yeah, so I spent all last night crying, and then this morning we were able to get into the doctor right away. They did an ultrasound, and thankfully everything's okay. So um, it was a it was a low into a high, but yeah, it was not a very fun fifteen hours for me yesterday. Yeah, that's understandable. What about you, Tessa? Got a low? Um. The low I would say right now is the weather. It's gonna get down to like eight and we have a heifer due any day now. So she's probably gonna go tonight just because that's how that works. Yeah. Are you supposed to get snow tomorrow too? I don't think so. I'm gonna look, I hope not. I just know it's gonna get down to like eight or nine and real feel right now says four. So that's fun. I think we're supposed but, to get like two to four inches or something. Us too. It's supposed to be sunny, but then Sunday, Monday, we have freezing rain, so. Yeah. Oh, fun. That's always Sunday. the best. 
Yeah. What about you, Amber? What's your low? Uh, I've been feeling kind of crummy this week. I don't know what's been going around, but it's kicking my butt, I tell you. <laughs> it's unfortunate. It is. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like pretty, the winter blues. It is. I, yeah. It's yeah. Just, have you guys had sun by you? We have. Uh, it was sunny today. It was really cold out, but it was sunny. Yeah. I think it was sunny yesterday, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was sunny yesterday. It a little bit better. And we had like 30 mile an hour winds all day. Only if you're inside is that exciting. <laughs> Do you have a high for the week, Amber? Come back to me. <laughs> Do you have a high for the week, Tessa? <laughs> um, my high for the week, well, can it be that I'm excited for next week? We have a lot. I thought you were going to say you were excited to be here tonight and this was your high. Oh, that <laughs> is yeah, heartbreaking. That <laughs> Obviously that. Um, I knew it. That. But we just have a big week coming up cheese-wise. So I am pumped to see what comes of next week. Cool. cool. Amber, you good yet? Or need me to come back to you? Um, my high was pretty exciting. I had chimichangas tonight. <laughs> I've been having a hankering for some chimichangas <laughs> and I crushed them. So that was my high. It's been a pretty boring week <laughs> this week. Mexican food is delicious. It is. Even after it's gone through like a 20 minute car ride to get to you, it's still, it's worth it. Hits the spot. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Becca? Uh, what was your high? <laughs> I think my high, besides this morning, was I, on Tuesday, recorded with Rob Sharkey for his podcast. Uh, that was a lot of fun. He almost kicked me off a couple of times, but we made it through. Hopefully it still airs. <laughs> it was a good time. Him and Emily are really nice. So Cool. When is that coming that out? Do you know? It's, uh, it's not till the beginning of February because I know that they were headed to Nashville to film uh, his TV show. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact date, but it's the beginning of February. So I did his show, like his TV show, over the summer. I heard. I think. I, I heard. <laughs> and I this is before. <laughs> I think this is before we started podcasting, so I didn't have like this whole fancy setup down here. And so I was using my dad's iPad and to get like the angle. So it was kind of flattering. I had to stack it on top of like three rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> and so like halfway through my interview that this stupid iPad just like falls face forward. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> sorry about that. There's just like this big loud crash. And I'm pretty sure his production team hated me, but eh, what are you going to do? Details. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he gets for interviewing farmers, right? Uh, anyway, do you have any goals for the week? To- uh, goals for the week: um, stay on top of calf hutches, which I'm sure Becca can relate to. Is not fun. No, um, just because if you're kind of gearing up, the one that's due any day now is a bull calf. But other than that, we're going to have like a storm come through for March 1st for the show season. So we'll have like six due all between the 1st and the 
fourth, which isn't that much for a lot of people, but here it's a lot. So it'll be fun. Oh. What about you, Amber? Um, I told you, was it last week when I said that my goal was to start that little diamond painting thing that I had? Oh, yeah. How did yeah. I started did you it? Throw it away? <laughs> I didn't throw it away yet. Um, I think I got like 30 pieces down and there's probably like a thousand pieces for this thing. Oh, my. I think there's... Is it hard? No, I mean... It'd probably be hard if you have bad eyesight because it's like it's like a paint by numbers thing so there's like colors are listed by number and then there's like a symbol for each color on the painting thing so you have to like match it all up to like the corresponding baggie of gems it's very putsy but very i have nothing intriguing. else to do so my cat and i spend our evenings doing this now <laughs> When he doesn't mess with it, is there any like cat hair in the wax she, yet or is not yet? She likes to lick like the mat more than oh. anything, which is disgusting. She licks Gross. everything. <laughs> but that's a story for a different day. <laughs> How about you, Becca? Oh, what are your goals? <laughs> Crap, I had one. What was it? I just want to say last week I crushed my goal. It was to get those steers processed and vaccinated, and we did it. It was really cold out. You did that on Saturday? Yes. Yeah, the kids went to Joey's mom's for a few hours, and then we got all that done. Oh, gosh. I, I did have a goal, and I don't remember what it was. So my goal is to survive the next week <laughs> again that's a very that's a, very good goal. that's a very good goal you uh told the kids about baby number three over the weekend too didn't you yeah <laughs> we got some great videos i'll have to share them on instagram sophia's very convinced that it is a girl uh -huh. she's gonna have a hard time if it's not <laughs> but earlier this week she did say something about a boy so i think I mean, we'll find out in March, and then we've got from March until July to make it whatever it is okay with her. <laughs> so, so we'll, just, we'll see how that goes. Did Joe have any idea what's going on? Like, can he, does he understand yet? I don't really think so. And I remember Sophia was kind of like that too. Like, she, we could tell her what was happening, but she didn't really realize it until he was like born. And he'll be a little bit older than she was when he was born. So I'm sure once we get closer, he'll figure it out. But yeah, Sophia's very excited. She always wants to come cuddle the baby. And she always covers me up because the baby's cold, which works out for me because I'm always cold. So that's amazing. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah. Cute. All right. Should we get cheesy? Yeah, let's throw Tessa back in the hot seat. You ready for this, Tessa? I hope so. Do we, Tessa, do you just want to maybe tell us a little bit about the farm? Like what kind of cheeses you make and stuff like that before we get into the questions? So we, do you want me to tell like a little bit of the 
backstory of thing, or do you want to do that? Or okay. So um we Devin and I aren't Ludwigs. Um we just manage it for them. Um, the Ludwig family had been in this area of farming since like the late 1860s. The farm was originally just like 10 miles down the road, um, but it unfortunately had burnt down. Um, so there was a new barn built here in the like late um, 60s around then. And then Dave um, Ludwig was our owner. He's the fifth generation and he has always been really big into showing and all that. That's what he did growing up. Um, so he built the new dairy and everything here. And then his son, Jake, wanted to make cheese with the milk that we had here. Um, so creamery <laughs> was built. And the day before um, we were supposed to start making cheese, this was back in 2009, so I wasn't here yet. But the day before we were supposed to start making cheese, Jake was killed in a car accident. So... The creamery had sat empty for a while up until Dave hired a um, Dutch cheesemaker named Fonz and he developed some of the recipes here. Um, and Jake's favorite cheese was a Havarti. So that's why we have a whole line dedicated to Jake, Jake's Havarti bacon and special herb and all that type of stuff. So that's kind of our little history on the creamery. That story always breaks my heart. Like I know to work so hard and then the day before to get it taken away. That's really, I, it's still hard. I know for Dave, he's here, he will go into the creamery. I mean, we weren't, like I said, that was in 2009. So we weren't here, but you can tell he comes to the farm a lot. Cause he like loves the cows still wants to get them to show and all that. Um, but going into the creamery is still definitely, it's a sore spot for him. I saw that you sent a bunch of cheese over to um, New York farm girls and they were doing a story. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, who is Jake? And why is all this cheese named after him? So there you yeah. go. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. That was That's funny. And cool. Evelyn, for like the habanero one, Evelyn was like, ooh, Jake's feeling spicy today. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> she did make a killer cheese board. She did. She, she did. was really good at it. It looked good. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I have like all the fancy ingredients to make a cool looking one. Mine would be like cheese and crackers. <laughs> yeah. She made a good one. Jess actually made a good one the other yeah, day. Yeah, she did. I was, I was proud. <laughs> so do you have, what is, what is your favorite cheese that you guys make? Oh, probably our kickapoo. I know that's Becca's favorite. We eat a lot of spaghetti pasta so that goes really good on all that um other than that our singing I don't know it kind of depends on the day we eat so much of it where sometimes I'm just like I cannot <laughs> eat any more of this so I go through phases but kickapoo is always solid choice so it's delicious what is kind of like your main role out here are you more involved with the dairy are you so more involved I'm, in the creamery I'm Definitely more involved with the dairy. It's just me and Devin on the farm right now working. Uh, we have one intern um, and then we do all the sales for the creamery. So the one thing we don't do is make cheese. Um, we've helped, we stretched mozzarella and helped milk curds, but we leave that up to the masters over there because that's, it's tricky. There's a lot more science to it than one would think. 
Last week we uh, <laughs> started trying to say how cheese was made, and then I stopped before I sounded like an idiot. <laughs> we made butter. We didn't make cheese. <laughs> there's a <laughs> there's there is there's a lot that goes into it. So do you guys? Does all of your milk get made into cheese, or did you ever ship some of it out? All of our milk goes. Harley's drinking water right now. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, all of our milk goes to cheese right now. We're kind of toying with the idea of maybe selling raw milk. Um, they loosen up the regulations in Illinois, so we might do that. But right now, it just goes straight to cheese. That'd probably be a big hit. People, for some reason, want to drink raw milk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll put it in my coffee occasionally, but I mean, I know it's fat. It's fine. We test every time before we make milk and or make cheese and everything's fine it's just the whole I don't know yeah I drank it growing up when I was like out on the farm that we used to show cows on we would drink it over lunch and stuff but I just I don't know I guess I don't know if it's worth the risk now that I know more about it yeah I guess to each their own if they want to take that risk and go for it yeah that way that they do it here is you have to send in like two Devin would know more about it but like two samples a week to no. the lab. Every time we Oh, every time we, so three times a week we would send in samples. Sorry, I was corrected. Um, every three times a week we would send in samples with it and get an extra test done to see if we passed the raw milk regulation. So it'd be tested a lot, um, but I don't know. I'll put it in my coffee and it's really good. It makes it really creamy, but if you don't drink it right away, it gets that like thick crust on it. It's, I don't know. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Keeps me out of the Amber's going to lose it. <laughs> I'm just going to. Because it's got all that cream and all that in it still. It's, you know, you left the latte out and it got cold. Same thing. But. <laughs> okay. So, um. <laughs> never drinking milk again <laughs> just as long as it doesn't get crusty <laughs> just stick to your store-bought milk then amber um so uh, obviously if you listen to last week's episode i have no idea how cheese is made so can you just like really dumb it down for me and like you don't have to go into major detail or anything but how is cheese made <laughs> So depending on what cheese you're making, we make some raw milk cheeses and then we make pasteurized cheeses. So depending on which one that is, we'll change the whole process of like how many times they warm it up and all that type of stuff and what measurement, like what temperature measurement it goes to. Um, do you have something to say, Devin? So they'll add cultures to it. Um, so that all depends on what type of cheese that they're making. So it's different for each cheese because the cultures will help develop the flavor and like whatever texture you want for that cheese. And then you'll also add rennet, rennet to it. Um, and that's just an enzyme that helps coagulate everything. Um, and then, you know, you'll drain the whey and then you can pump it off um, we feed it back to our peppers and sometimes we'll put it in the TMR. It just kind of depends. We can't really do that in the winter because it freezes. Um, but then you pump off the whey and then we use hoops. So we'll put all the curds in like a hoop and we'll press it. And then depending on 
whatever cheese it has a specific you know like recipe you want to follow and then it gets flipped like every half hour and then it'll go in a brine bath for 24 to 36 hours and you pull it out and then it ages for however long like our kickapoo has to age for eight months is the minimum for that one so it just kind of depends so like what do you do differently to make different cheeses like if you say you're doing pasteurized cheese like what do you do differently to make different types do you know what I mean yeah you'll add different cultures and rennet and how you heat it up will be completely different it's mainly the cultures that will kind of give it different flavors and what where do you get like what what are cultures like how do you get them you can just order them so I mean like mozzarella would be like the basic one where you don't really need that much of a culture, I believe, because it's kind of, I mean, mozzarella is kind of, I wouldn't say bland, but I mean, it doesn't really have that much flavor to it in general. So it just kind of depends which, what you want. You can order cultures from, there's a lot of companies. There's a <laughs> company in Wisconsin that we order some from. Um, so it just depends. Now, nowadays, I think it's a lot easier just because you can order cultures compared to whenever people were developing recipes back in the day when they had to figure that stuff out all on their own. I don't know how they used to do that. I don't, I don't know, but that's pretty much it. Um, I just say that I love that for once. My, my end is quiet here tonight. <laughs> Harley is pretty much our child, so she's mad at one of the cats for something. I'm sure it'll be coming, but I'm going to enjoy this feeling while I can. Yeah, I kind of want Sophia to come in and do her thing. Oh, the door's locked, so all you're going to hear is pounding. <laughs> and Joe's sleeping already because they had a really short nap today, so Aww. we're good. So, Tessa... This was a heated debate. Do you consider Velveeta cheese? No, I would not. I mean, I eat it like Velveeta shells, mac and cheese when I'm being real lazy is great, but considering you don't have to like refrigerate it ever. Really? I, I refrigerate mine after it's been opened. Do you not have to? I don't know, but you can just buy it right off the shelf and just... <laughs> It's fine. It's funny. I put a poll up on my Instagram stories and a majority of the people that agreed that Velveeta was cheese were from Wisconsin. So, which is weird because you think we'd be more of like a cheese snob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I guess we're all just like welcoming of all sorts of cheeses, whether it's real or not. Yeah, we don't, we don't discriminate. <laughs> cheese whiz is probably considered a real cheese too then if we're I mean, it's probably, yeah, it's probably the same thing as Velveeta, just in a can, right? Right. Well, I don't want to think about cheese was right now. <laughs> I don't even know when the last time I had cheese was. What? I don't even, maybe like middle school? <laughs> probably. <laughs> Amber's like, oh, I had some for lunch. <laughs> Breakfast, actually. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Gross. All right, so gross. What are some questions that we got, Amber, for Tessa? 
Okay, um, let's start off. How did you meet Devin? I know you kind of talked about it, but give us more of a story. So when I was in undergrad, I used to bartend in downtown Champaign. He was the manager of like one of our sister bars. And he just, you know, saw me and crept on me. And it was pretty much just love at first sight. <laughs> no, one of um, the guys who worked at the bar with me, he was actually best friends with Devin. And he had said something about like, oh, this guy can actually get you Bears Packers tickets. And I was like, oh, really? So I was being a creep <laughs> to him first. And he never got me the tickets, but now we're married. <laughs> Did Devin come from a farm? No, uh, not at all. Um, he came from like a farming, like a really small community, but he didn't know. He had never pet a cow, talked to cow, you know, nothing. I used to work at the U of I dairy as well when I was an undergrad and I would work the 4 a.m. shift. So he would get done closing down the bar and then come and deliver me McDonald's breakfast when I was milking. Aww. And how he first was around cows and then... I kind of turned him into a farmer a year after we were married. So, nice. so what was he going to school That's for awesome. before he met you? He actually went to U of I on a vocal scholarship. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but then U of I college wasn't his thing. So then he just went into managing restaurants and that was that. And he's happy with the farm life? Yeah, he's never really wanted to sit still. Like he thought for a while, maybe getting like being a real realtor, but he's not like an office guy. He's too fidgety. So he really likes being outside. He likes driving all the equipment, which is great because I can drive the skid loader and that's awesome, but I'm not. I can drive the tractor, but it's not my favorite thing. So he <laughs> took to that very well. So it worked out. Good. How long have you guys been married? Three years, four years in September. So three, whatever, three and a half. Not long enough. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Just Did because he's in the room with you. My answer. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So let's see what else we got. Who is a primary consumer of culled dairy cows? I don't know what this means, so I'm just hoping it makes sense to you guys. <laughs> Who is the primary consumer of cold dairy cows? Yeah. Uh, uh, anyone Ooh. that eats beef? Yeah. I most I, of the time, most of the time, cold cows get sold to like the sale barn, and then they enter the beef, the beef side of things. So, they'll be ground beef or in your McDonald's. <laughs> Becca, did, did I send you the TikTok of that vegan lady singing a song to Gordon Ramsay? Well, I saw. I don't know if you sent that. it, but I saw it, and it was hilarious. He calls people He's, donuts. Yes, <laughs> that's like that his, lady is nuts. Oh, she is. She comes for everybody. Is she a teacher? I don't know if she's actually a teacher, but she thinks she. I don't know. Yeah, she just sings songs and tries to convince people to be vegan. And she went after Gordon She's Ramsay. She's like really mean, though, at the same time. <laughs> she is. She's just like this little old lady that just, she's vicious. Yeah, so he called her a vegan donut. and it Vegan was... donut, yeah, as he's eating a burger. <laughs> the best. 
Um, what is the hardest part of making slash shipping cheese? Oh, the shipping part of it is a nightmare. Um, Becca and I kind of ran into that in the summer when we were doing our Ludby box. Um, people just kind of don't really realize that if you're shipping a product that, you know, needs to be kept cold, that you have to pay a little bit more to get it shipped to you. Amazon Prime, <laughs> dang it, kind of spoiled everyone. Um, you didn't hear that. Amazon Prime <laughs> spoiled everybody and they think shipping's free. So that kind of sucks because I mean, shipping's expensive when, you know, you have to put in ice packs and all of the, you know, that silver bag that we put everything in, the insulated bag and all that. And it just, it adds up pretty quickly. And then you have to get it there in a certain amount of days typically. So it's, it's a lot easier in the winter than it is in the summer, but it's did you, still not fun. Did you run into issues around Christmas with shipping? We actually didn't. We had just switched from FedEx to UPS in like October. And I was kind of worried just because Christmas and everything else going on with people ordering stuff online more and we lucked out. So Good. It was nice. And you guys ship nationwide, right? Yeah, we've actually, we were actually, Devin and I were talking about that today, thinking about looking up all the states we've shipped to. We shipped to Alaska um which is cool yeah I don't know what we just said that probably um, cost a lot of money to ship well surprisingly the sometimes the United States Postal Service will surprise you and they give you this big box and you can put as much as you can fit you can it's big like a big old box like a Kohl's box that you would get like pajamas in for Christmas like a decent size one and you can <laughs> shove it with <laughs> that was just an odd description <laughs> That was like this size, but you can stuff it with anything. And it was like 20 bucks to ship it anywhere. Oh, like the priority or flat rate boxes. Yeah. And it was 20 bucks to Alaska was. That's not bad at all then. No, it worked out well, but then that didn't work when we tried to do some other things. Like people were getting, we were shipping boxes. One would have like the gift box, like our wooden boxes in it. And one would have the cheese in it. And they'd get their wooden boxes like two days before the cheese. And it was just like, I don't But I think we figured it out. Good. And how long have you been shipping your cheese? We've been shipping it. Well, the creamery has since it officially opened in 2010, but Devin and I have been here since September of 2018. So We've been doing it, I guess, for a little over two years. And are you guys in any like local shops too? Mm -hmm. We're in some of the grocery stores around here, a chain called Schnooks, um, some of the local places. And then um, we're in St. We're pretty big in St. Louis, which is nice. Cool. Um, recently, yeah. But we're making our way around. We're trying. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so you already talked about this a little bit, but what do you do with the whey? So we will feed it back to our heifers and we'll put it, sometimes we'll mix it in our TMR for our cows. So it just kind of depends on the time of year because we can't, like it sits outside in between the tank room and the creamery. That's kind of where the container will sit. So in the winter, if it freezes, we can't really feed it because it'll separate a little bit and then it just kind of messes with the cows a little bit. So we don't really feed it that much in the winter, kind of more in like the spring and 
fall because in the summer it gets too hot and it stinks. So, so whey is just basically the protein, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew that one. Good. You should get some pigs. They would probably like that a lot. They would probably love it. But, you know, after seeing some of the videos of you, <laughs> I don't think I really want to. Touche. Mess with that. I want chickens, but we're not there yet. They'd probably like it too. They always come. We like put some milk out for the cats and the chickens always come and try to steal it. Really? Yeah, it's weird. Our chickens will eat just about anything. I was going to say, our chickens like pigs where they'll eat just about anything? Yeah. They're not, they're a little bit pickier than pigs are, but. You can't dispose of a body via chickens like you can with pigs. Uh, I'm sure they'd take care of it eventually. It would take a long time. Give me a bottle or a body. We can uh, do a little experiment. (laughs) What a way to go. (laughs) Be pecked to death. Yeah, I, I bet my turkeys would help out. Oh yeah, your turkeys though, do they get lost a lot? <laughs> so they're okay. There was one time that they, I don't, they weren't lost, but they couldn't figure out how to get back around. Like they, they went around a shed and like they were on the outside of the pasture. They were almost in one of our fields and they couldn't go back in the pasture because there was a fence and they couldn't figure out how to like get back around the shed so I literally, I had it, I went down there with our uh, ATV and I had to like, c- like call them and they followed me <laughs> until we got back to their barn. I don't know how they like went that far away and then they just didn't know how to get back. Turkey's nice. Um, uh, ours are, Joe got knocked down by one of them because he was kind of messing with it. But for as much as they harass them, they're they're pretty nice. Okay, so they won't they're not like geese or anything where they just come and attack you for no reason. Usually. Not ours. No. Good. <laughs> Joe. I don't think I don't think we're gonna get them next year. They're they're really messy and they eat like a lot of calf grain. Oh. Like a lot. And we even I mean we put like the calves that are in um the huts, we have the grain up, but they, they're so big that they can just like maneuver their long neck and <laughs> just peck at it. So yeah, they eat a lot of the calf grain, which is not cheap. <laughs> That's expensive stuff. Yeah. But they've been fun to have around. They're just dirty. Are you going to keep them or like what? <laughs> they just your pets. Are they going to live there forever? at this point they are we needed we need to butcher them someday we'll get that done someday maybe that could have been my goal (laughs) (laughs) um okay what was the process like to get approved to build a creamery like the licensing and paperwork well that was before me but Every year we do get FDA inspected. Um, we're also certified humane at the farm and creamery. So we have that inspection every year. Um, we have the Illinois Department of Public Health come out every month and they do their inspections and walkthroughs. And then depending on 
where you want to sell your cheese, you have to also have like an outside inspection company do another audit. So there's a lot of paperwork that goes into it. Um, I'm assuming it probably starts with the FDA because you're producing a food product, but I would not know the exact first step. Okay, last question. And this has been something that's just been eating away at my brain for mm -hmm. a whole week. So why is cheesecloth used for making butter? <laughs> so butter? Is there a butter cloth for cheese? No, it'll mainly just kind of help squeeze out the rest of the way. So you can kind of like shape it into whatever you want. But I don't really know how they yeah, it's not really that exciting. There might be a butter cloth. I don't know. Devin says he thinks there is. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Look, just Google Look. it right now. Butter cloth. Uh, I got a lot of men's clothing. Butter cloth is a men's clothing brand. Oh, yeah, like those button-down blue shirts. Those look nice. They, yeah, they're just... Oh, they are nice. Like a cheesecloth? I think it's just called cheesecloth, Amber. Um, I'm sorry. Butter muslin. It's a very type of cheesecloth. So oh, he said there's. It's a subset of cheesecloths because it's tighter woven. That's what I'm talking about. Thanks, Devin. It's, uh, so the butter muslin is a fine cheesecloth and it's used to drain soft cheeses hmm. probably for like breeze and stuff like that i would assume sure okay. learn something new you're welcome <laughs> yeah we don't we'll have like cheese like mesh but every when you kind of press it really tight in those hoops that we have most of it kind of drains out at least the way that we do it. So like on average, how big is a block of your cheese or like a round of your cheese? How much does it weigh? The wheels are around, I don't know, what would you say? Like 13 pounds, the bigger uh, wheels? From nine to 15, I for a bigger cheese, we can have four to five, four to six, maybe four to five and a half pounds for the So the Sangamon and Blue, like the smaller ones are around four to five and then Pikachu and stuff like that are nine to 15. Like that, they're big, and they get flipped every day in one of the eight in our aging rooms. So otherwise, they can kind of form weird lumps and get ugly. So they're flipped every day. What else? What else is a fun cheese fact? All cheese is white. All the oranges added food coloring. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. But that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you have like a higher butter fat and whatnot, it'll have more of, you know, like a yellower tint, but like the normal orange cheese, that's just added coloring. So how do you get like the marbling from the Colby Jack? Is that difficult? Uh, we don't make Colby Jack. So but I if you know. did. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. How do you think they would do that? You stumped us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't, it probably has something to do with like how it, I don't know. I think you're gonna look it up. That's a good question. That is weird because some of them are like perfect circles. Like, yeah. And a lot of people didn't know that. And they'll be like, well, why do you have white chatter instead of yellow chatter? It's like, well, it's the same thing. You just don't add anything hmm. to it. Interesting. Uh, they use a combination of white and orange chatter curves and prop push that together. Oh, so. Oh. Can you hear him? Oh, you can repeat it. <laughs> they use like, they'll dye some of it the orange, yellow, whatever you want to call it, and then have the white without it, and they just press it together into a wheel so it naturally. Same process. Cool. Yeah, that would be weird if Colby Jack was just a white cheese. Yeah. Like it wouldn't, it'd probably be hard to like distinct that or like change the taste in your mouth yeah. <laughs> or in your brain. Are Americans, are Americans the only people that dye their cheese? <laughs> I think Google's getting more of these questions tonight. Because I feel like we artificial color a lot more things than like Europe does. So I wonder if that's just an American thing. Well, like a lot of the cheese that come out of there's Parmesans and softer cheeses like Manchego and stuff like that. And those are all relatively, I mean, white. True. The more they age, they kind of get that like, like darker white color, I guess you could say. I don't know. So I guess it kind of also depends on how long it ages, the color that it gets. If you could have one last cheese before you die, what would your cheese of choice be? Um, <laughs> we are Jake's special herb. Out of all the cheeses in the world. Yeah. Cool. It's super good. It is good. Other than that, I don't know, our non, one of our non-cheeses, cream cheese, does that count? Because I on <laughs> every uh, not as Take much a block of that, please. <laughs> but bagels, all of it. That's fair. Okay. Is your butt hot yet, Tessa? You've been in the hot seat for a minute now. <laughs> oh, it's, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Um, okay. Well, thank you, Tessa, for hopping in the hot seat tonight. We appreciate you being here and spicing up our cheesy life. Um, where can the lovely people find you on social media? Uh, my Instagram handle is Ludwig Farms underscore Tessa. And then we have a Ludwig Farms and Creamery Facebook page. And if they want to purchase your cheese, where can they go to get that at? www.ludwigfarmsandcreamery.com. Perfect. So again, Tessa has amazing cheese. She has a lot of cheese curds. I know we got some questions last week uh, that people didn't know what cheese curds are. If you want to try them, Tessa's are a great one to sample. She has some pizza curds. Bomb.com. I know, Becca, you just made And you can make quesadillas with quesadillas. them. <laughs> um, Wait, here's a question for Becca. 
Last week, how she said she didn't like grilled cheeses, but she oh, liked- I still haven't tried it yet. <laughs> so, well, we we talked about it, you know, and I was saying, like, growing up, our grilled cheese was always just using, like, processed sliced cheese, like American cheese. So I wonder if that's why I don't really like grilled cheese, just because it, you know... Was taking a slab of Velveeta and putting it on that. I'm just kidding. But uh, I did tell Tessa that I would try real cheeses and try to make a grilled cheese. Because I had more than one person ask me how I could eat like a quesadilla and not like grilled cheese. Yeah, that, that doesn't make sense in my brain. Your food, like your palate doesn't make sense in my brain a lot of times. So I'm just, I don't question it anymore. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> if you have not left us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, we'd appreciate it. Or you can leave us a review on our Facebook page, which is Ford Farming Podcast. Uh, our Instagram is Ford Farming Podcast. And then you can follow us at Cranberry Chats and at Farming with the Hillbies. And give Tessa a follow too. She's a hoot. And then order some cheese and make a quesadilla. (laughs) Or grilled cheese. (laughs) Or grilled cheese. Do you think you can make a grilled cheese with cheese curds? Well, you made a quesadilla with cheese curds. Yeah, I feel like your bread would be like gross by the time we got done. It took a long time to cook. Wouldn't your bread get soggy? You can like cut them a little. I'm going to try it out. I'll just stick to quesadillas and call them grilled cheeses to make everyone happy. <laughs> you should try that, whatever the blueberry, the yeah. one that Hara made and didn't just make one, like blueberry. That did sound good. And what were you eating the other day with the crackers and it looked like jam or something? Wheat thins, just the saying them in, then we'll use like blackberry jam. And it's my favorite snack. But then, very. Yeah, Dairy Carrie said she had the Sangamon on a graham cracker with like strawberries and it tasted like cheesecake, which... Uh, I don't like cheesecake. (laughs) I don't understand you! (laughs) You don't like sweets though, didn't you say you don't really like sweets? Yeah, not really. I don't understand how you love cream cheese and you hate cheesecake. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's it. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Special. Right, I think we better wrap this up before uh... I don't understand you <laughs> thanks for listening guys we'll catch you next week Bronx. bye <laughs>